What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net, where you can get all your show reviews, concert photos, and the latest going-ons in the rock and metal world. And with me, as always, is Daniel Terry. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Holy shit, that's really delicious. Um, I'm doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just cracked open a beer. One of my Rochester Mills uh, milkshake stouts, uh, the holiday pack. This is the uh, Imperial Maple Milkshake Stout. It is uh, obviously, as you heard me say, very delicious. So, um, doing good. Uh, went and traveled around downtown with my wife, taking photos of uh, all the fog that we got. So, it was a nice little productive uh, Friday evening. Sounds like it. I was home all day uh, with my kids and wife, and uh, it was good. He didn't have to work all day. All day. Wow. Yeah, we had some like some flash flooding issues in our area, so um, we did not go out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perfect time for a movie mosh or some something like that. Yeah, except that I have to drive down to Joe's house. Well, you know, with your family, you can you can movie mosh with your family. That's true. Lots of broken bones, lots of elbows thrown. This episode's guest is Michael Starr of Steel Panther. Um, I don't know how you wouldn't be aware of who Steel Panther is um, if you're into you know this podcast or rock or hard rock or whatever um this is a fun one very heavily requested band on discography discussion <laughs> really yeah and i'm always kind of like it i mean it's like they are a real band but i just there's a lot more like <laughs> there's a lot more They're a real band there's a lot more like serious bands i want to cover before we before we go that route although we did do death clock so you know and that, that and that's not even a real band I was gonna say that those aren't even real people, no, technically. Nope, just cartoons. But that was an April Fool's episode. Ah, there it is. There's always a, a hook with discography discussion. Every time, hook, line, and sinker. No, this was a lot of fun. Um, this actually kind of in leading up to this because we've been sitting on this for a little while. Um, it kind of reminded me a bit of of prepping to interview uh Michael from Guar, where it's like, okay, like this is kind of a, a sort of a character. Um so I wasn't sure like if he was gonna answer questions honestly or if it was gonna be a thing of like, oh I'm I'm Michael Starr of, of Steel Panther. Um so I kinda tried to ride the line and you know it was kinda nice having some friends that have toured with Steel Panther over the, the last couple years. So I felt like there's a little bit of a familiarity there with it, but uh I definitely, I definitely flew too close to the sun on one question on this, where it was just like, oh, oh, nope, guess I wasn't supposed to ask that. Backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up. Yeah, um, yeah. I did think it was funny. Um, I did think it was funny how you asked him a very, a very Dan Terry question, where you're like, "So you guys ever gonna go like, you know, brutal?" <laughs> which, I was, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Well, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, like these are these are kind of fun to to do because it's like you know obviously the band takes what they do seriously, but it's also all in fun. Um, it's a very fine line. I think it's actually a really great band for this podcast because I think yes, we do you know take what we do seriously, but obviously if you listen to the intros and outros and such, we're we're about having a good time and, and poking fun at ourselves and other people and so forth. So. Uh, and the the funny thing is too is this was the day after uh, I did the Tommy Victor interview, so like they couldn't have been more drastically different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be uh, that's that's very true. <laughs> this week also kind of started interestingly enough. Uh, you know, we dropped our full week of Tom Smith of the Acacia Strain. Those episodes seem to have been doing really well. Uh, a yeah. lot of you listening to it uh, have commented on Twitter and, and Facebook and so forth. Uh, PRP actually picked up on it. Thank you to them. Uh, was. I can't say I'm surprised that they picked up on it, but uh, it was kind of interesting. There's been a few theories that a couple of people who have listened to the episode uh, have kind of thrown out our way. Um, 
all I can say really is that I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of that. But yeah. um, it is interesting to read the internet comments of people being like ranking all of the Acacia Strain uh, albums, commenting on past members, present members. You know, oh, is it this just a cash grab? Is this this? Is this that? You know, it's interesting just to read internet comments and just kind of be like, apparently, and no surprise, no one listened to the the thing because you can tell because some of the things addressed were addressed in there. Yeah, yeah, and it's so funny reading comments because you're just like, how did you get from point A to point B? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh... I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's uh, it is it, it is a thing, and I think that's kind of been the the interesting thing about you know in the last year to two where we've kind of been making news websites consistently with the stuff that happens on our show. Uh, you know, it's just interesting to see how comment sections will kind of take something and and how far away from the, what actually was said goes and then it turns into all these other things i mean i guess that's just what the internet does it, it takes things and twists it all around and distorts it and gives you a, a new perspective of something that never even was well it's kind of like the babblefish principle you know you type something in you want to translate it to another language and who really knows what you're going to get you know right and uh, you know i think uh it's funny to me too the amount of people that listen to the he- or read the headline and then they conjecture when they could have just listened to the podcast and and gotten those answers uh, that they that they wanted because then it's like to us at least yeah and I'm calling you guys out because you guys don't listen to the podcast anyway so uh, you know uh, so you know if you're if you're listening then then great you you did a good thing yeah you know I think it it is pretty cool that you know we're we're starting to get a lot more people you know saying what they liked about the episode or, or kind of communicating with us and that's something I really do hope is a trend that keeps continuing into this year um, you know we we comment all the time that you know we're we're kind of in this weird vacuum where you know we do the interview we talk with these people and the publicists you know and or dan and myself or the guests themselves you know will kind of say like oh you did a really great job and so on and so forth but like you know we see the numbers of what the show is doing but like hardly anyone comments so you're just kind of like i I don't know was it good do people just not care like the numbers would say otherwise but for the most part no one says anything unless it's something that has made a headline yeah so it I, I don't know. So it, it's been nice that at least we're starting to get a little bit of engagement from people uh, to kind of help us know, like, did you like the two-parter? Oh, I really liked the two-parter. I liked how each thing kind of was its own thing and separate from, you know, each episode. So it wasn't just more or less a continuation, but it was a continuation at the same time. So it just kind of does make me feel a little bit better about doing something a little bit more adventurous like we did with this this whole week of Tom and, and doing two separate interviews over the course of a, a month and a half apart. You know, to be honest, I was kind of surprised uh, whenever you got this interview because I just wasn't – it kind of came out of left field and I was uh, not expecting it. And it's definitely uh... – a little bit more fun, in my opinion, than some of the more serious tone that we've had. Well, that's kind of the fun thing, too. Like, you know, I know we said that we've been sitting on some stuff, and this is one that we sat on because, you know, we didn't really talk about the new record a whole lot on this. We didn't really talk about the tour a whole lot in this. So it just kind of create it's it exists in its own world, um, which kind of is fun because then you can just kind of put them out whenever. Um, so I felt like in light of kind of the real heaviness of you know, the interviews we did with Tom where it's like, yeah, they're a little lighthearted at times, but they're, they're more serious and it's more driven based on a, a serious conversation of, of, you know, the art side of creating music and so forth. And, and, you know, the, that aspect of being in a band and whatnot. And this is just like, you know, getting your dick sucked and all that kind of shit and just, and elongated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As a, as a result. I mean, come on. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I think without further ado, we'll stop fucking cocksies and then we'll get into my interview with Michael Starr of Steel Panther. And we will talk to you all afterwards. (laughs) 
Hello, Michael. How are you doing? What's up, John? I'm good today. Thank you. Bring it. All right. Here we go. Get right into it. So I have the pleasure of talking with Michael Starr, vocalist for Steel Panther, whose latest record, Heavy Metal Rules, is out now. Uh, I'm going to tell people for uh, the rest of the day that I had lunch with you. I hope that's okay. That's fine. I can't wait to have that steak. I'm glad you're buying. Well, you know, I hope it's uh, hope you're okay with underwear steak. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. I like that. <laughs> um... I guess uh, that's as good as any segue. Uh, I was going to ask you, how's your dick doing? Because I don't know if I've ever heard one person tell the whole world that uh, everyone can suck my dick so much as on this new record. I think it's actually grown a couple inches for getting it sucked so much. But, uh, you know, some some women have different styles of, how do you say it, blowjobs, right? They have different styles. And, and, you know, some people try to sell those pumps to make your penis bigger. I don't think that works. And uh, But what What does work is Do you think the pills work? I don't think, I mean, the pill, Viagra work, if you want to have a stuffy nose but that's what cocaine's for yeah right so viagra you know what i was selling for a little bit after those like some cocaine chopped up with viagra so it's just not i get boner and your nose is clear and you're high so it's it's actually a win-win i do definitely know that i think uh, whoever came up with viagra probably did a bunch of cocaine first because i know you can fuck like a champion on cocaine oh it was invented it was 25 who invented that shit <laughs> You know, uh, kind of speaking to the album a little bit more, though, I really enjoyed that this album in the sense that there are a few moments that really surprised me and what you're doing vocally. Like, I'm I'm not your bitch. Kind of, I kept thinking about it and I was like, is this possibly the best chorus that Eric Martin and Mr. Big never wrote? And <clears throat> even kind of some of your, your lower kind of, I won't call them gutturals, but, you know, you kind of got a, your little lower register going and it kind of makes me wonder, when are we going to see maybe more of an actual, like, more brutal metal side of you coming out? We take it like one record at a time and we are trying to like evolve as musicians. You still got me? Yeah, I still got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you know, and sometimes you just like Satchel writes the tunes, right? So sometimes he'll bring a song in and I'll be like, what? And then I sing on it and I'm like, what? This is so different and so unique for us. And But you know, I think that for people when you first hear the new record, you're like, this is really different. Like, all I want to do is fuck myself tonight is a, song, a classic Steel Panther song. Like, you can just, you're like, oh, that's the old familiar Steel Panther, you know, that I know and love. And then as the record goes on, it's different. It's not the same. You know, obviously we, and we've also even changed the, the storyline of the song too as well. Kind of, like I've always maintained and for years, our records reflect where we are in our life. So, you know, everybody can, has, has experienced being with a girlfriend who thinks you're going to do all the shit or a girl being with a boyfriend who thinks you're going to fucking cook and clean and suck his dick. So it's a relatable thought. You know, kind of speaking to that, and, and I'll say that I do the a little bit of research just to kind of see what questions maybe people have redundantly asked and, and what's not really been touched. And, I mean, given the fact of how many STDs you guys have, that explains why people probably don't touch a lot of things from you guys. But that being said, I was pleasantly surprised to see a lot of fans and critics kind of shitting on this record, considering, like you said, I think this is probably one of the more adventurous records you've kind of put out while still having the Steel Panther vibe to it. So it kind of really surprised me to see people that lauded the things, the albums before, suddenly are just like, well, I don't, I don't know if this is cool anymore and it's like no it's still fucking cool i just i don't know if people are, are not latching on to the fact that you guys can grow too well i think that you know when you for me i know how it is for myself personally when i put on van halen five diver down i listen to it 
I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't like this record. And then after a while, I was like, I fucking love this record. And then I remember when uh, Van Halen 1984 came out. I love the song Jump. But then I heard the rest. I'm like, what the fuck? I dropped that late. I don't, I don't like this. But now I love it. So it's just a matter of, you know, like the shock value of first hearing the record. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Cause I mean, we're not a formulated band where we have formulated hit music. That's just cookie cutter. You ever, hopefully, you think I want to, but it's just the way it is. I mean, every record we've put out, we've had negative responses to it. I mean, hell, on uh, this one site, we, the guy said, if I could, if our rating system had a zero, I would have gave him the zero. And I thought, man, you can't be more hated than that. We win. <laughs> the more people. No, I was just going to say, it reminds me of when I talked to, to Michael from Guar, and, you know, I kind of had said, like, in light of, at the time, the Pussy Melter pedal fiasco was going on, literally, like, within a day or so. And, you know, I kind of had said, I feel like people have kind of forgotten that rock and roll is meant to be kind of fun, and, and in some instances, it, it it gets really meta and kind of pokes fun at itself while also being serious, and you kind of have to go along for the ride. And I feel like at some point people are just in this overly PC culture, people are just kind of forgetting that. And it does make me wonder in light of some of the things that maybe you guys have experienced in your careers in the last couple of years, do you feel maybe there is an expiration date on this at all? Or do you think it, that rock and roll will kind of overcome at the end of the day? Man, you know, it's hard to say, you know, I, I, I think we're kind of like we were once cucumbers and then we got pickled. And you can store pickles for fucking years and still eat them. So I think that Steel Panther is a lot like that. I mean, once you're heavy metal, once you're pickled, done. That's it. I'll give you heavy metal. That's like what we do. This is what we love. And the one thing that I think that people take away from our shows is when they come to us, they can feel that we actually love what we do and we take it seriously and it's important to us. And we have a fucking blast doing it. It's infectious. It's like looking at five hot girls doing cocaine in an apartment on the coffee table. It's attractive. It makes you want to come in and fuck them all. And that's how we feel we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of fucking, a uh, mutual friend of ours, Chad Nicefield, I was talking to him yesterday, and I go, so I'm talking to Michael today. Do you have anything fun to bring up? And he goes, uh, ask him about the time that you, he let you fuck his girlfriend. And I want to let you know it was awkward because he wanted to watch. So that, to me, that's always kind of weird, especially if the dad's watching. That's even more awkward. But, um, yeah, so he was watching. And, you know, I at first I was uncomfortable, but then, you know, it's fine. But it was weird because he, like, he wanted to clean up afterwards. You know, I, I don't know. I don't understand that type of thing, but to each his own. So you're not into cucking then? I know, no, it's not my thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but more to the the point of having, you know, bringing up Wilson and, and those guys, you know, something I've noticed over the, the last couple of years of your guys' career is you've done a really great job of taking out young and upcoming bands, you know, whether it be Wilson, whether it be Crowbot as of recently, and, and a handful of other bands. And it does kind of make me wonder, is that intentional that you're kind of putting out the ladder and bringing up and bringing out some of these newer rock bands for your fans to see and, and just kind of maybe doing for you what others didn't uh, upon your you know, climbing up the ranks and so forth. Yeah, absolutely, man. We really get, I mean, we get a bunch of submissions and, uh, we go through them. I go through them initially. And then as a band, after I, you know, make my choices, we, uh, 
go through them together as a band, and then we get our agents input, and it's a strategic hit when we do that. So, um, and you know, for us, people did take us out. We went out with a lot of bands, but the thing about us is we are such different type of show that a lot of people didn't want that going on before their show because I think people, a lot of bands take themselves really serious. So for us to come on before them, it just, it just wasn't a good bill. So we gutted it out doing our own headlining stuff for a long time. And, and whenever anything that was, uh, you know, presented to us, we would try and take it if we could. And, you know, that's what we did the Def Leppard, the Guns N' Roses and Judas Priest. And thankfully we, are able to insert ourselves into these festivals all over the world. That is really, really, that's like the best place for us to play because we're not opening up for somebody per se. It's more of a, people can just be there because they bought a ticket and they're forced to watch us and we win them over. <laughs> Absolutely. Or they hate us. It does kind of make me wonder too, do you view yourselves as kind of mentors on how to navigate being in a, an actively touring band in, in today's for today's newer you know crop of bands coming up? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the most important thing is Number one, you have to be able to sell tickets. So that comes down to how good are you live? So if you're good live, people will want to see you when you come back again. It's like going to see a movie. If you go see a movie opening week and you don't like it, you tell your friends, yeah, I saw it, I didn't like it. So they're not fr- your friends aren't fired up to go. But if you come back and go, oh, my God, you got to see this man. It's such a great time. And it's your buddy telling you, then you're going to go. So the most important thing in this day of a, day and age of not much physical product being sold, your lion's share of your income comes from performing live and selling shirts. And so if you can't if you don't if you can't bring it live, you're going to have problems. Absolutely. You know something that was kind of interesting. Uh trying to just look for your social media and so forth and kind of get a better, maybe find some funny thing to, that you've been tweeting about or whatever, is uh, I did find that you did a duet with your wife uh, a few months back. And it makes me wonder, is that something, another avenue maybe that you would like to, that you're actively pursuing, just kind of working on something with her? and Or is that more of like a one-off thing? Uh, God, are you talking about that blonde chick? Yes. Uh, I think that, coincidentally, oh, I think the song yeah, was yeah, called yeah. Shallow as well. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, she left me. Uh, it's a tough one, you know, and it happens. Like, I, you know, I've been trying to do this for a long time. It just doesn't work out. So that's why we always go on tour. <laughs> so you can find another blonde lady to uh, try to do a duet with, uh, whether in person or... I like you. I, John, I knew I liked you from the beginning that we started this interview when we were talking about blowjobs. Because, you know, number one, blowjobs are killer. And number two, my brother's middle name is John. Mm. How about that? Well, is it with the nature or without? Because I'm not biblical. Yeah, oh, you J-O-N? I am J-O-N. I'm the anomaly, I guess. I uh, know you're not. That's, that's, we have grocery stores named John in California. Ah. Well, they're called John's. Okay. Yeah. You know, something that was you know kind of interesting, I saw you guys on this last one where you kind of celebrated your, your club days, as it were, you know, playing a lot of the, the songs that inspired you guys to want to be a band. And, you know, I think a lot of people have seen those videos of various famous musicians coming up, you know, Chad Kroger playing drums uh, with you guys and so forth and Kelly Clarkston over the years. And it makes me wonder who who's someone that you haven't jammed with that you would love to. Eddie Van Halen. That's the one guy I want to jam with. As far as myself personally, I would like to play all the classic VH songs with him. That would be really fun. Like I'm talking about David Lee Roth era Van Halen, right? 
Yeah. And then for drummer, I would like to play with Tommy Lee. That would be really fun. Uh, in light of sort of some of the, the recent going-ons between you and the band that he's a part of, do you feel at least he uh, would do do it? Because I feel like he's more in the spirit of having fun. Oh, we he's jammed with us so many times. I mean, this is just like when they were like, you know, idling back in the day, he'd come to the show with Pamela and get up and jam. And she would dance on the pole and we would have a great time. So he's 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 totally fun. You know, I, and uh, who else, you know, as far as like, oh, in light of what's going on, I don't, man, that is just, who cares? I mean, heavy metal rules, right? So we're just like, <laughs> jam, everybody should jam. I absolutely agree. You know, I, I was talking with uh, Tommy Victor of Prong the other day, and I was saying that I feel like, you know, you see pop and rap collaborating at least to help lift each other up, to lift the genre up. And unfortunately, I just don't yeah. feel like that happens a lot in rock. And I feel like you guys maybe could be the olive branch extended in a lot of directions. Well, we're trying. We, we really are trying. I mean, we've tried to, you know, we've had a lot of guests, guests on our records. And we've had a, and a lot of show and get up and jam. And that, I think that would be really fun. But I, I think that a lot of musicians with their particular band that have sold records and have established themselves are afraid to connect themselves with our brand of getting laid and doing blow and fucking bitches to themselves, even though they want to do that because every human being likes to fuck. So I think that that's the, the crux of the problem is they're scared to brand up with us because, you know, they, it's kind of like, uh, Hanging out, if you're an athlete, hanging out with a guy who sells steroids, you know, you, you don't want to be associated with that, right? Right. So I think that, uh, I think that people will kind of trip on that a little bit, and they shouldn't because, man, you got to be able to speak your mind no matter what it is. And if you don't, then you're fucking giving in to the man. Absolutely. Um, I know I got you for a couple more minutes. Uh, tour starts this Sunday in Boston. Uh, what can people expect from yes. this tour? Oh, well, first I'm going to go to the game, and then I'm going to head over to Soundcheck. And then we're going to sound check because it's our first show. We're going to make sure everything sounds killer. And then we're going to bust out our new set. We've done it. Uh, we did a selected, we did a small little tour for two and a half weeks uh, about a month ago. And we did some of this set. And then we flew to uh, Germany and did some of this set. But it's basically, it consists of uh, three or four new songs and then all the classic Steel Panther songs. So you won't, if, like, if you don't come to the show, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, they didn't play community property. We're going to do all our stuff because it's important, and we'll shove as much as we can into the hour and a half that we are allowed to play. Well, I'm very excited to see you guys when you come back through to Grand Rapids in a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for taking the time to chat and uh, looking forward to the show in a couple of weeks. All right, John. Be cool, man, and thanks for the interview. Thank you. So that was my conversation with Michael Starr. Uh, I felt a little bit like a lot lizard doing that interview talking about uh, fellatio and so forth from my car. Um, <laughs> but hey, that's what lunchtime quickies are all about, and that's what we've provided for you here on this podcast is a, a very intimate quick uh, quickie session. I mean, absolutely, and you know that's what lunch breaks are for, right? Yeah, I mean, if you can't find a glory hole that you know that your local sauna or something nearby, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do to get your rocks off. And uh, what better, what better co-host to do such a thing than than Michael Starr? I mean, of the illustrious Steel Panther, the guy's done it all and seen it all and smoked it all and snorted it all. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Fucked it all too. I'm sure. Oh, a hundred percent, all of it. Yeah, I think we sufficiently, uh, you know, 
sucked everything out of this one that we could. Um, there was no residue left over. Um, still riding the high of this one, though. This was a lot of fun, like we said in the intro and so forth. I think Michael is just, I mean, if you've never seen Steel Panther live, um, you know, I've had the pleasure of getting to see them a couple of times here in town and, and with the dudes in Wilson, and they just are undeniably fun. Um, I, I dare you to go to a Steel Panther show and not have a good time. It might be crass, it might be crude, but the riffs are loud, the solos are awesome, and the jokes are poorly in taste, but make you laugh nonetheless. Yep, definitely. Uh, the poor taste is front and center. I think that's part of the reason why I've just never really known how to approach this band, because I know that it's supposed to be funny, but like it, they do such a good job of emulating that sound at that time that like it's hard to not be like this band is so dumb but then they're like no that that's the joke that it's dumb you know yeah yeah no it's i don't know it's in the day and age basically where you know we have you know like you were saying earlier like death clock like everyone loves death clock but i think like steel panther the music is good correct yes and I think that's the thing, you know, it's kind of weird. Like when this this new record came out, you know, and as Michael and I kind of addressed, you know, it's weird. This record sounds really good. It's got fucking great production and just great songs. <laughs> but, you know, in reading the reviews from other, you know, magazines and so forth, everyone's like, the joke's over. It's not funny anymore. And it's like, well, why was it funny? <laughs> why was it funny? And then now it's not. Because if anything, it's just gotten better. Like, so I don't understand how all this time later, people are like, well, now it's not funny. And it's like, well, what changed? And the only thing I can come up with is the people. That person thinks it's no longer cool to like the band. And I don't know. I almost feel like it, subconsciously, it's almost like a, 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 a metaphor kind of for how people feel about rock and roll sometimes, where it's like, rock's cool. Now it's not. Now I like it again. And it's like, just like what you fucking like. And don't worry about like whatever scene or trend is going through that you feel like you have to slam something because everyone else is slamming it and then like it because everyone else does just fucking like it. like there's a lot of stuff i listen to that is horrible um <laughs> you know if anybody from the uh from the label the podcast group uh is listening to this you know i'm a really big fan of uh furthermore and the only song i like for them uh, i like by them is uh are you the walrus and it's really bad white person christian rap music and i i love it I love it, love it, love it, because I, I, I passed the age of 30, and now I don't care whether something's cool or not. I just care whether or not I like it. Well, I think that actually speaks to Steel Panther as a whole, is, you know, those guys started, you know, obviously Michael's got a, an amazing voice. He sounds better than David Lee Roth currently. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, obviously, yeah. Well, because he's not 100 years old. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> David's not that old, but I don't know. <laughs> He hasn't taken care of himself. No, and that's what, exactly what I was going to say. Is you can tell that these guys care. They Everything might be come across as a joke, but they care. You're not going to find... Michael sounds great at every show. His vocals as high as they are like you know i think they're playing a lot like when the set we saw recently was like more of their like kind of metal school you know cover set of playing like hits basically of other people's and it's like you can't you can't you can't bullshit your way through those songs like those songs demand perfection from everybody because they're timeless and it's like you're not gonna play an old van halen song and be a sloppy shitty guitar player because people will fucking see right through it you're not gonna be a shitty vocalist because people are gonna fucking know how it's supposed to sound right and i just think i just think it's weird that 
Steel Panther doesn't get the credit that they deserve, I think, as musicians, because everyone's too focused on the shtick of it all. And and I think that's that's really a disservice to the band and really a disservice to anybody who, who may be in the camp of like, I just think they're a joke band and they don't take themselves seriously, so why should I? And it's like, no, but <laughs> they do. <laughs> but it, it is weird, you know, when we kind of touched on it sort of in the interview where, you know, I basically was like, you know, it's been said that the Steel Panther guys tried to make their run of it and, and being at bands and, and you know, professional musicians and just couldn't make it and did this for shits and giggles. And then that's the thing that fucking takes off. Well, yeah. And I mean, it, it's also like, why should I take this seriously? Well, I mean, comedians take what they do seriously. I yeah. mean, you know, it, yeah, what, they, they take comedy seriously. Why wouldn't you? And that's and that's why the music's so good. You know, it'd be because if, if they were a band that didn't didn't care about the, about the music and about, you know, at least having some sort of musical integrity, then every Steel Panther song would be like 20, 23 seconds long. And it would just be like a little snippet, like little joke songs. And the, each album would have like 47 tracks on it. But I think what's kind of cool and, you know, with their newer video that they ended up putting out, you know, they made like basically a mini movie. And it's like bands stop making videos that are like kind of mini, mini movies. Like it reminded me of, you know, I know we just keep saying this band in reference, but I mean, it just is what it is. But like, you know, Van Halen with their Hot for Teacher, like that was a full on music video that had a concept from start to finish and it played out a, a storyline and so forth. And I think it's fun to see a band just, you know, in the day and age where people are like, why make music videos? No one cares. And it's like they do shit because, again, it, it's just about having fun. And I think that's the thing that I, I really enjoyed, A, about this interview, A, about the band, and C, about going to see them live, is it's just fucking unapologetically fun. And I don't know, in a world now where we are taking shit way too fucking seriously, it's fun to see and, and be able to experience something just so free. Yeah, definitely. Um, all that said, um, we're going to kind of slowly start wrapping this up. Uh, we got some cool shit, actually, on the horizon. Um, I don't necessarily want to talk too much about it, um, but you will be seeing some uh, really interesting shit here uh, from us. We're going to be doing a, uh, a fun little collaborative series with, uh, with somebody here pretty soon. Actually, a few somebodies. Um, so we'll probably uh, just drop those. We're not really going to announce them. We're just going to fucking put them out uh, as they come. So We're going to jump out at you. Yeah. So be on the lookout for those. They're going to be a little bit off the beaten path of what we normally do here. But uh, I know I'm very excited to uh, to, to do this. Um, it's, you know, like we were saying in the in our recap uh, of 2019 episode, you know, we're, we're trying to push the show into a few different avenues and try to just do different things that we enjoy. Um, so it's kind of cool when, you know, some of these band people are starting to reach out to us and just kind of be like, hey, thinking about doing X, Y, and Z, what do you think about that? And it's like, sure, let's let's do that. Let's let's be collaborative and, and have fun. All that said, if you'd like to keep up with Steel Panther, super easy. Steel Panther, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. However, Twitter is Steel underscore Panthers, so I guess some asshole got Steel Panther before they could. Uh, so fuck that person. Uh, you can go over and keep up with everything going on with them over at SteelPantherRocks.com. If you would like to keep up with Michael Starr, Instagram, Twitter, Michael Starr. Um, Apologies uh, to him, uh, you know, condolences uh, through the lady that left him um, that I saw in that video that seemed like, you know, they had a thing and it didn't last. And, you know, he's uh, getting under some people. So, I mean. Uh, hey, all the time. Right now. <laughs> all the time. Right now. Van Halen again. If you would like to keep up with Metal Nexus, you can find them simply enough, MetalNexus.net, Facebook at MetalNexus, Instagram Metal.Nexus, and Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus. And Dan will tell you where he can be found. Well, I could be found all over the interwebs, but in a couple of easier places than others. You could try to find me on Reddit. You know, good luck with that. Uh, but I am there. I'm just kidding. I'm under Discuss Metal Dan. So, you know, upvote all my stuff. 
But uh, yeah, I'm also on Facebook under Daniel Terry, Twitter at Discuss Metal Dan, Gmail, Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. My other podcast, Discography Discussion, DiscussMetal.com, pretty much all over the place. And if you would like to keep up with all things this podcast, it is very simple. Brew Speak Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out on YouTube. A lot of people have been finding our various shows over there, leaving comments. That is greatly appreciated. Um, you know, that's that's why we put it there, is to have people find it in the medium or capacity that you happen to listen to things. Um, so it's really cool to uh, keep seeing people uh, finding our show and commenting. Uh, again, strongly encourage. If you have an opinion on the show, let us know however you want it to be doesn't matter we appreciate all of it uh rate review subscribe we're gonna try to hit on that a little bit more this year um it's the same thing as you hear on every other podcast just uh wherever you're listening to this on i'm sure there is a place to rate it and review it give us what you think preferably five stars but if not whatever um also we have pins 15 dollars gets you one shipped anywhere here in the u.s uh, if you live internationally let us know we will uh figure out something that works for you we are trying to get dan to furnace fest more bands just got announced uh, if you can believe that oh yeah I'm gonna have to make some. I'm gonna have to make some hard choices when I'm planning out who I'm gonna see. But that's the thing too is I'm probably just gonna be running around like a chicken with my head cut, my head cut off, just trying to get chats. So yeah, you know, and you won't be able to see anybody. Probably not. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you guys had a great set. They're like, we didn't see you there. Yeah, uh, it'll be a lot like Sonic Temple Festival, which uh, we are getting ready to gear up for our pre-Sonic Temple Festival coverage and all that kind of stuff because we are looking forward to going back to uh, Columbus, Ohio to Sonic Temple and going to see all of that. Um, so Dan and I are, are going to try to hit up more festivals and all that kind of shit. So buy some pins. Help us go to these things. We are trying. If you would like to keep up with our show sponsors, they're trying to hook us up by giving you guys cool shit and all that kind of stuff. So if you would like to go to On Point Palmade, go to onpointpalmade.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, On Point Palmade. Use our code BSP15 and you get 15% off your total order. Uh, keep your hair and beard looking great. Uh, start the new year. New year, new you. Be looking good. Keep your shit on point. On Point Palmade. Uh, go to the Bean Bastard, beanbastard.com, Facebook and Instagram, at the Bean Bastard. Get you some delicious coffee. Kickstart those early mornings. You know, what better combo? Good-looking hair, good-looking beard. You got a nice coffee in your hand. You're ready to fucking tackle the day. Again, new year, new you. Do it. Let them know we sent you. And for the Brutally Speaking Podcast, I am John. And I am Dan. And we will talk to you all next time.